I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Tuesday, October 18th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Jay, I'm sorry, but we have to talk about Kanye West. The rapper is planning to buy Parler. Now, this is a social media platform that's become popular among U.S. conservatives and in a deal that's expected to close by the end of the year. Now, it's not clear how much Ye will pay for the company, but hopefully this is the last billionaire we'll hear about trying to buy a social media platform this year. Brett, I, there's almost no way this deal closes, at least as I read it. Yeah, like it just doesn't seem like a thing that Kanye West would do. And so it's just another dude with lots of money. I don't know how much he's paying for it. We know how much Kanye has. Kanye is on paper a billionaire. And so he has money to spend on this. How much remains to be seen. But I really hope it's not more than, I don't know, $10 million. I think $10 million is too much. But is that like feels reasonable for a social media platform, especially compared to what Elon's paying for Twitter. But if it's more than $10 million, he's getting scammed, Jay. He's getting scammed. And it just seems like just there's a lot of news coming out of Kanye West. This just being one of the things. If this keeps happening, Jay, I think you and I, we're going to have to start our own social media platform. Let's Peaker. call it Peak Social. I don't know what Peak Social, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brett, aside from the social media platform you and I are not buying, what do we have for Peak Balance today? For our first story, a freeze on food prices. For our second story, rink boards are becoming distracting. And for our last story, there's a new hot app out. We're going to tell you all about it. For our first story, inflation numbers are dropping on Wednesday. Shoppers and politicians are getting pissed about food prices. And Loblaw is starting to play defense. Brett, does this mean I'll be paying less for my next grocery run? It depends what you're buying, Jay, because Canada's biggest producer announced it's freezing prices on all of its no-name products, which is over 1,500 items, until the end of January 2023, and this is per the Globe and Mail. <laughs> then yes, I will be saving money, Brett. And this matters because chances are a sticker price has made your jaw drop in recent months. The freeze will offer temporary relief for shoppers, especially ahead of the holidays. Now, another view shared with the Globe and Mail by Dalhousie University professor Sylvain Charlebois is that other big grocers will face hard questions about food prices around this week's inflation report, but Loblaws will now have an answer at least to say what's going on. Pressure is also mounting on politicians to take a closer look at the pricing in the grocery sector, and this move could be part of an effort to ward off that scrutiny. Now, to get you caught up, grocery prices were about 10.8% as of August compared with last year. Now, this is the fastest increase since 1981, which led cash-strapped shoppers to turn to lower-priced brands like No Name. Year over year, prices are up for condiments, 17.2%. Bakery goods, 15.4%. Coffee and tea, that's 13.5%. Fresh fruit is up over 13%. Seafood's up almost 10%. Meat is up 6.5%. And the list goes on and on. The baked goods category is what really does it for me. Loblaw said the increased costs are out of their control and blame the price jumps on increased suppliers' costs due to fuel, labor, weather, and global conflict. It's the damn weather, Brett. But major grocers, including Loblaw, reported record profits this year, leading to accusations of price gouging and a subsequent investigation into their behavior. Now, for their part, the grocery chains argue their profit margins aren't any better than they were in the past, and higher profits are just being driven by people buying more stuff. Now to zoom out. Zoop. Shoppers may be trading down for groceries, but Procter & Gamble, a consumer goods powerhouse, has bet they'll continue to pay up for brands like Tide or Gillette.
For our second story, advertising money makes the world go round these days. It sure does at the peak, Jay. But that's been a harsh realization (laughs) for some of Canada's most dedicated hockey fans. Jay, I know exactly what this is about. I saw it over the past few games. But for all the non-hockey fans out there, do you want to explain? Sure. When the NHL kicked off its season last week, fans were quick to notice the addition of digitally enhanced dasher boards, DDs, on rink boards, with some taking to social media to air their grievances around the hard-to-watch animations. Jay, are DEDs like PEDs for advertising? <laughs> Maybe. 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 DEDs allow for ads to float over camera-visible rink boards during live game broadcasts and change every 30 seconds throughout a hockey game. And here's why it matters. Fans may be resistant to the changes, but this moment marks a major success for a league that has long looked for ways to unlock new revenue streams. This year, the NHL also greenlit a plan to introduce sponsor passage on the front of jerseys, which we have talked about, Brett. We've talked about the Dairy Farmers of Ontario buying the patch on the Toronto Maple Leafs jersey. That plus uh, these new digital boards It's making for an exciting season in sponsorships, Jay. When the NBA started selling jersey sponsorships in 2017 and 2018, the league generated more than $150 million in revenue on an annual basis. The bottom line is this, Brett. Unless the NHL starts seeing a serious decline in viewership, the league will likely continue to improve on the technology to create other types of in-game branding animation and bank on a younger population of viewers that don't know any different. Wasn't that long ago, Brett, that I remember you couldn't actually see the puck? While you're watching TV. I know, but now you see these boards. They had a flying puck on the boards, Jay. It's all very complicated. I don't, I don't like it at all. There was also once, I think it was Fox tried to put a, when the puck was moving a certain speed, they put like a tail I remember, on it. The so ra- could, like a halo on it. Yeah. yeah wasn't great. For our third story. There's a new app you need to know about so you don't feel hopelessly out of touch next time you're around teenagers. It's called Gas, and it's rocketing up the download charts despite only being available in a few U.S. states right now. This according to the Wall Street Journal. Brett, this is where I look to you. Why is Gas accelerating? Get it? See what I did there? Oh, I get it, Jay. And honestly, I don't know. But we're going to tell you right now, based on what we've researched, because I am way out of that demographic, unfortunately. (laughs) Gas is caught on by allowing users to send semi-anonymous compliments to other people in their high school, like choosing someone as the most beautiful person you've ever met. Jay, that's, that's you for me. It's like Flower Day, but in the modern era. Users get a steady stream of positive feedback through flames, which are notifications that they were chosen in a poll by other students in their school, but have to pay if they want to see anything more than the age and gender of their admirers. The only one of these I1J was most likely to become prime minister, and look how that turned out. That's a very different energy than more mainstream social media platforms, which are often relentlessly negative and filled with people you don't know, or even worse, people you only sort of know, Jay. We sort of know each other, Brett. And this matters because the big tech players are doubling down on algorithm-heavy social apps like TikTok, Instagram Reels, and YouTube Shorts. But the success of apps like Gas and Be Real shows there is still demand for social media that feels more private and intimate. Now, rather than serving up a fire hose of recommended content, these newer apps connect people with a small circle of peers and offer a limited set of features that prevents oversharing. But the business model for gas, be real, and other apps of that nature hasn't really been proven. Yeah, and ad-supported social media platforms turn a profit by keeping users scrolling for as long as possible so they can see more ads. 
so they can see more ads. Gas and BVL aren't designed like that, though. The lack of time-sucking content feed is part of their appeal. Now, here's the bottom line, Jay. Free social media apps that don't shove ads in your face at every opportunity, this all sounds great, but the big test will be if they can maintain that appeal while also turning a profit. Like in Parler. Well, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that was the most profitable endeavor. <laughs> Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. And as always, thanks to Dale Richardson and 306 Media Productions for putting together this episode. Thank you, Dale. And thank you, Brett. And good luck, Kanye. Have a good day, Brett. You too, Jay. Peace.